All right, welcome and thank you uh, for joining us for another episode of the Jane Irrigation Training Series. I'm Richard Rastuccia, Vice President of Water Management Solutions at Jane. And today we're gonna be talking about weather, but more specifically, <clears throat> how you can get data about the weather and how you can use that to be a better grower. Now, <clears throat> everybody who's involved in agriculture knows that uh, weather's a big part of it. Uh, even when you just break it down to uh, rain and rainfall and when that's coming and how much and how that impacts your day-to-day -day activity in agriculture. But today, <clears throat> there is so much more information available to growers that uh, if you're not using this information, you're probably falling uh, behind the curve or at least uh, behind your competition a little bit in, uh, in how successful your operation is. So what we're going to do today is really take you through uh, the Jane Logic software and see what weather information and data is available to you there, and then how to use that information. And taking us on this trip is uh, David Lindsay. Uh, you know, David's the territory sales manager for Jane Monitoring and Control in the Central Valley, and uh, David really uh, has has uh, done a great job the past few years. Um, immersing himself into technology and how growers can use this technology and more importantly how he can help growers use this technology so david i want to welcome you back we haven't had you on for a few months and i'm really excited to see you you know uh, if i was going to start growing uh, next week in uh, the central valley you'd be one of my first calls so uh, th thanks thanks for joining today thank you thanks for the kind introduction once again yeah no sweat, you've earned it. But uh, David, you know, today, how important is weather to, uh, to growers in the Central Valley? Uh, actually, it's more important than ever. And uh, I think we have the capability to show more data than ever. Um, I will admit that this is a subject matter that's not discussed too often in this platform. Uh, I sell a lot of weather stations. Uh, and I'll be honest, uh, I, I, until I prepped for this, I didn't know all the worthiness of having your own weather station because we do provide AccuWeather data and, and predicted weather for just polygoning spaces. But actually adding the weather station, I've discovered a new, um, uh, I guess, a new, a new reason to have a weather station out there other than just collecting rain data. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? I think you're gonna take us through things like how this affects pests, diseases, water for your plants, scheduling labor. Uh, there's a lot to it and a lot you can do with it. So uh, we're, we're excited to see. All right. So uh, I'm gonna hit it off in the, uh, our first uh, standard slides is the monitoring control system overview. Um, in this case, we already have a weather station on the site. And just to show the difference, you know, we have a field monitoring site, which would be, you know, standard soil moisture probe. The uh, key to having a weather station out there is that no matter where your polygon's at, as long as it's within 20 miles of your weather station, um, we're gonna be able to give you historical uh, weather for that area. Yes, let me ask you a question about that slide, David. Yes, sir. Uh, if you go back, um, so on the uh, number one there, uh, on the very right-hand side, that's a weather station, right? For this yes, uh, location. And uh, what's that to the left of it? So the left is the representation of the C3 housing. 
Um, it's all in one, the panel is included with it. It's a hardened plastic case. We do have a kit to remove the panel and relocate it for field operations. Cause you know, we got to get that panel above the canopy and we like to keep the technology and the hardware down below so we can do any maintenance. Uh, plus all our connections are there. Yeah, so I think you call that a C3 unit, but uh, what, what's it actually do? So the, the C3 units are our telemetry units. Uh, they're both cell and 900 megahertz radio. So we have the flexibility for uh, straight cell connection or to build a radio mesh network in cases where uh, cell phone reception is very limited. So is that weather station connected to the C3? It is. And in most standard installations, the weather station would be on the same exact tower. For this representation to bring it out, we obviously show it on two. Yeah. But yes, it's connected directly to it. <laughs> okay, and then it's pass. So then the uh, C three telemetry unit is passing information back up to the cloud, so growers can access it on a computer or any internet connected device, right? Yes, sir. It's web based, so it's tablet, cell phone friendly. Um, and or PC. Yeah, and then those C3 telemetry units, they also do other things. You could connect a valve to it, for example, thing, things like that. Yeah, the, the C3 is kind of, uh, it's like a molded piece of clay, I guess, or a, a non-molded piece of clay, and we can kind of mold it in the configuration of what we want it to do. Multiple pressure transducers or, or switches, uh, valve control, pump control, weather, cameras, level sensing, uh, there's, there's a lot of variety out there. And, and because it's a blank slate and we set it up in the systems plan on the software side, when we build these systems out, um, it, it, again, it makes them like Legos. They snap together. They all communicate to each other. It's like a, a, like a hive type uh, um, idea. Right. So now if, what, what happens if I don't have a weather station though? Can I still get weather using Jane Logic? You will, yes. Uh, we, we subscribe to AccuWeather. So all of our forecasting is from the AccuWeather data. Um, and in, and you'll, I'll show you in a couple slides here where you'll see there's a, you won't see the difference, but I'll explain it where there, you're seeing historical data, which is driven from your onboard weather station to compared to the predicted weather, uh, which is coming from historic or AccuWeather data, which is also historical as well. Right. Okay, great. Thanks. I always love this slide and I always have you know, questions about it. It's, uh, it's uh, what I want my farm to look like. But. Right. It looks clean, right? <laughs> right. Very clean. Yeah. So in the first slide here, I've, I've, I've kind of tried to highlight the uh, widgets, that's what we call them, that pertain to weather. Um, I left the alerts in here and I also uh, left the uh, default management chart in here. I'm not gonna cover those, but just to briefly touch on them, the default management chart, it's, it's the same thing we do when we chart anything in Jane Logic. The shortcut here is that when you select it, it deselects all other sensors that might be connected to that site and only selects weather data. So you get a quick reference to all the charting for, for weather. And again, uh, current customers, I'd be happy to show them how to use that. If they click on it, they're gonna see it instantly themselves. On the alert side, the alerts are the alerts. We can alert off any sensor, talking weather. Most of those are gonna be frost alerts, but we do have customers that use it for wind, which you'll, you'll see later why is important, especially for PMI. And for heat index, uh, uh, we have growers that actually use this to alert their field managers to get people out of the field or provide OSHA required breaks for, for heat indexing. 
Um, and you'll sometimes see that the weather in the field, it might be either hotter or maybe not as hot as that you're relying on for that data. Anyways, it's more accurate. It's right there in the field. That's where the guys are working. All right, so with, um, and, with, with my Jane logic, I like to see you know <clears throat> what's happening with my fields when I first log on. I wanna see that you know in the, um, uh, on my, my dashboard, but I could set it up so that weather appeared first or almost anything, is that right? Absolutely, yeah, totally configurable. Okay, great. So for the, uh, the first uh, widget we're gonna talk about here is uh, forecasting. Uh, this, this, this widget right here, forecasting, when you, when you, I'm gonna zoom in on it here so we can see it. Um, you can see in the, the solid line, that's what we're forecasting for the next seven days. And this, we have ETO selected. And then the dash line up here is what our, our historical average was. So you can see that in comparison to what, what's being predicted. And obviously that comes in handy for applying water. You have to do the conversion for your type of crop here. Uh, but after that, you, you know what you should be applying today, this week. You can start building your irrigation schedule now. Yeah, I think this is so important, right? And when we originally talked about this, I was uh, I was saying to Dave, listen, um, I know what the weather was yesterday. I was here. Uh, right. What's really important uh, for my operation is what's it going to be like in the future? And this is when he started showing me these forecast tools and all the great uh, uh, factors that we can forecast that make my job a whole lot easier. Absolutely. The next one I, I, I've highlighted is max temperature. We just talked about temperature. Obviously, this time of the year, we're not too worried about it. But again, you see that the forecasted max temperature, it's following the seven-day curve here. And then you can see what the historical average was as well. And it's, it's nice to see that these match. It's more believable, right? Well, it looks about what we've done. And this customer in particular has, uh, we I think we're pulling data from 2002. 14 or 15, maybe 16 at the most. Um, so he's got a lot of historical data and that, that just makes us more and more accurate. The next one is the wind. Uh, again, same, same data here. We know it's windy this time of the year. Uh, we've seen gusts at 20. So this is totally believable, but we look like it's gonna subside the rest of this week, which is fantastic. Yeah, so, so far we've seen a little warmer than normal. Uh, less wind. Uh, it's amazing because all this is happening before World Ag. And, you know, <laughs> we normally think of uh, World Ag as uh, rain time. So, um, maybe rain. Be, yeah, maybe for the virtual World Ag, they'll have some great weather. Right. Well, well, that would be good because when it's good weather, farmers are working. So, that's right. We, we pray for bad weather, right? The, uh, okay, so back to the main widgets. The next one we're gonna talk about is uh, the latest readings. And when you click on latest readings, sorry, I gotta move screens over here. Um, it's literally gonna pull up a chart that's gonna give you all your current readings and when they were taken. Um, we record data every five minutes. Some of the sensors uh, might be re you know, responding a little bit differently, but they're within that five minute window. So you're gonna see that right in here. And this is pretty much giving you what you're, what's going on right now. The next one we're gonna cover is the weather analytics. And this is the, the big brain power. This is all the algorithms that are, are running all these engines. And what we have here is our uh, heat, chill hours, our GDD, which are your growing degree days. 
and then your powdery mildew index, PMI. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start with heat. I'm gonna click this details here, and it's gonna open this window that's gonna give me the ability to chart from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Uh, and then you can select which years you wanna look at. Here we're looking at 2020 and 2019, and we'll literally be able to follow this curve on our, on our heat index. If this was a live demonstration, as I moused over, you would literally see the, the, the uh, information pop up on the mouse over right here. Um, the, uh, the other ability here is we have the ability to download this data. And this goes true for all of these windows here. If you go in the right-hand corner here and you click download, you'll get a little CVS file that, that tries to download. You click on it to open. And then now you got this in an Excel format for exporting, printing, whatever it is you might want to do with that data. So David, if I wanted to, so you show a whole year comparison against another full year, but if I just want to compare um, January and the first few days of February 2021 to the same time period in 2020, I can do that as well? There is a couple places you can do that. I, I'd have to run it to ground. Usually most of our graphs give you the ability to, let's say, mouse over and draw a square on something. Oops, sorry about that. And that would zoom into the time frame. I haven't tried that, but I'm gonna. So I'll get back to you on that. But there are, when you graph stuff in the normal graphing way, you can calendar date select to and from, even if it's the same day. So you can narrow that down to almost a 24 hour or a one hour period if you wanted to. So to answer your question, yes. And I'll find out if we can do it on this graph here exactly. But I did, I do notice that this, this does bring up the, it's an annual, and that's based on your configuration. So if your reset day or month is October, which this grower is, everything resets in October, uh, then it's only gonna show you from October of 2020 to October, 2021. That's why I didn't select any 21 data because it, was, it wasn't complete. Yeah. And that's because in, in at least in California, we measure uh, weather data, especially rainfall, October to October. Is that right? Right, correct, yeah. The, uh, the next we're gonna look at chill uh, in our chill hours. Again, you, you select details. I don't know if you can see my mouse. I think you can yep. here. So you select details here. And when you select that, it brings up the chart again. Again, I have 2020 and 2019 selected. And you see on the chill side, um, it looks like we're a little warmer this year. And I think you literally just said that. You can see here that we're, we're, we're a little warmer this year. So, or uh, I'm sorry, this was 20, 2019, 2020. Um, it, I did chart 2021 and we are, we are a little warmer than this as well. <laughs> Caught myself there. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, next, we're going to cover GDD, the growing degree uh, days. Uh, this is a measure of heat accumulation. Uh, it's used to predict plant development, uh, rates such as the bloom um, or the... Um, the harvest date uh, or when the crop will reach, reach maturity. Um, there are several options available for customizing this. And again, those are covered in the uh, configuration section and how this data is, uh, is calculated. And then the last on here is the PMI. And we're gonna select, well, actually PMI doesn't have a, a charting function. It's literally assigned a number um, it's based on an infection 
the ideal uh, temperatures for growth of a fungus are between like 70 and 70, 70 and 85 degrees. So when the temperature is above 95 for an like 12 hours continuous, um, it literally slows these processes down. And they, we take all that data in there and we assign a PMI. And the PMI is based on um, the Davis powdery mildew risk ind indicator model. And you can see here the index numbers, and this is exactly what we're representing in that PMI number. Uh, and based on whether it's a pathogen, biologics, uh, what, what you're dealing with, do you then take your PMI number associated to somewhere in here, uh, look at your type of problem you're having, and then your wind data, which is, this is convenient here, it's another widget we provide, shows you the direction that the wind is heading currently, and then it shows you a 24-hour historical period where it's coming from. So you can take this data and then you can come up with a plan to spray. Yeah, that's a, that's a ton of information in one location. It is. Uh, that's really going to help me uh, with uh, uh, disease management, pest management too, right, uh, occasionally, yes. and, then, uh, and then how to plan my labor. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, I, everything we do here obviously touches on labor, and I, I failed to, you know, mention that. I know you mentioned it earlier, but it really does. I mean, it, I, I know with my background in the military that if I can plan for the worst, I can hope for the best. And I, you always you plan for the worst, you know, you're, you're always going to do better than that. So, it, you know, if I can plan this out and then I'm not wasting anybody's time, then you can schedule stuff, you know what your wins are going to be, you know what you're spraying, when you're spraying, and obviously, uh, we have a lot of customers that have neighbors that are, are organic and that you can't have any overspray. So huge, huge uh, reasons to have this. We also do a lot of alerting on wind speed and, and even wind direction in some case. Uh, I have a grower that if the wind speed's above a certain amount, he gets an alert. He gets it all the time. He doesn't care, but he knows that if he's spraying and that alert comes in, he's got to stop. Uh, he also has a, a directional alert as well because he has one side of his property that has organics and he can't spray even if there's one mile an hour of wind. So when he gets that directional notification alert, he literally shuts down. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Pretty, you know, I, I thought this was a water management tool, right? <laughs> but you're, but what we're learning, it's a lot more than that. And it uh, can be a lot uh, more valuable uh, as you learn the different ways to use it. And- uh, Yes, sir, absolutely makes it look like a, um, uh, you're getting, you do get a lot more for your annual subscription. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and our support too. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel that uh, that's where our meat and potatoes is at. And I know not everybody agrees with that, but um, that's where I, I pride our, our, our responses and our, our tech assist to customers learning this. I literally was saying earlier, I was in the field yesterday morning and I was working with another uh, account manager with a new customer onboarding, and that's the best part. And you constantly have to remind all these people watching and all of our customers that all you've got to do is call me or text. We are literally on call. Um, and I've been known to answer the phone pretty late at night, but it better be important. <laughs> mm. So David, and farming I, is. Do, do I pay a service fee every time I call you? Is this something no, that sir. I get charged for? Or is this... For you, yes, but for everybody else, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just, uh, it's part of the subscription. Yes, sir, it is. It's part of the subscription. And we even have, if you click the little, or the little question mark here on the right-hand side of the screen, 
we actually have a online help desk as well. There's an, an option to go in there and talk to a, a, a tech on call. And there's three or four of us that are running that software at all times. So, you, you know, we can, and we can share screens and we can do all kinds of good stuff with that. Yeah. All right, so now the, 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 where all this data really plays into is in how you configure your analytics. Um, it's, it's not hard. Um, again, my phone's available, call me, I'll walk anybody through this. But pretty much what I do is you select the root directory, which is usually your top folder. And you select your little, your little tool set over here. And that's gonna take you to your configuration. Now, in the root directory with the configuration, there's several tabs up here. We're looking at the general tab right now. You can do multi-functions in here. You can change the name. You can change your time zone. Um, your irrigation schedule start date. Most people start on Mondays. Some start on Sundays. Sunday is the first work day of the week for me. Um, wedding font or front is eight hours. Um, a lot of this stuff, it's all set automatically, but it's fully customizable. Now I've highlighted everything that uh, is pertaining to, to weather. And, and what you do in here is, for an example, this one, weather rain year. So annual reset, we have it selected in October and it's October 1st. You can select that to any date you want. Um, frost events, this is your degree threshold. So anything 32 and below is, is, is started calculating for your, your frost alerts or your frost, um, um, your data collection for your index for indexing. And then you can select Fahrenheit or Celsius if you want as well. The uh, powdered mildew uh, annual reset date again, based on crop type, it could be because of uh, your distinct weather pattern in the area you're at, you might wanna change this from January, which is a standard setting uh, in JaneLogic. The uh, heat unit index, same goes here. You can set the threshold to 90, like here it's at 90 or above, it's gonna start calculating the threshold. And then the annual reset, we have it at January 1st, every year it'll reset. The uh, chill units, same exact thing as the heat units, all fully customizable. And then your growing degree dates. So you have a method, you have your annual reset, the date, uh, lower threshold, upper threshold. Now, when you configure this, if you made any changes in here, they're gonna affect every single site below it. So what we recommend is leave that at a stock setting and then actually go into the individual site that you wanna look at. So for an example, I'm gonna bring up future SMP sites. Now in here, you see it has all the same functionality except for they've added, we've added a button down below called override. And what that override is gonna do is allow me to select it and then change the date or the device or the uh, temperature or whatever the functionality was of it. And then once that's done, it only affects that one field. And I believe this is really important when you got microclimates, which the video in the beginning was a microclimate. They have five distinct weather patterns within their farm on the foothills. So we have five weather stations within there. And now we've set up all of their polygons this way. Each one has a different setting. That also is affected by crop type, of course, as well. Um, grapes are different than almonds. Almonds are different than walnuts. Citrus is different than all of the above. And that was it. So, well, listen, David, thank you. Uh, we do have a couple questions here. Um, 
when one of the questions had to do with uh, uh, certifications, is there any certification to be an operator of uh, Jane Logic software? No. So, uh, so you just get the training from the team and uh, and yeah. keep that line of communication open and, and, and absolutely be okay. Yeah, it, it's literally our goal to get you as good as us. And we know that's not attainable with 100% of the growers, but if we keep striving for that, then you get you get the support you're going to need forever. Yeah, when I looked at it, David, and why I was so fascinated with the water management uh, services is because um, just like today, when you show me that. Uh, weather chart and how to configure it. And I watch it today, but look, I'm busy. By tomorrow, I'm going to forget it. And then I'm going to be fumbling through it again, right? But if I can uh, sit side by side or zoom screen to zoom screen with a uh, expert uh, and they can teach me uh, through a season, right? And this is really what I'm getting. I'm getting coaching, any sport, any activity, I've ever done where I received one-on-one -on -one coaching from somebody else, uh, I accelerate the ability to learn uh, dramatically. So if I can get this help for a season or two seasons for a really reasonable charge, uh, then I'm just going to be a better water manager. I'm going to be a better farm manager as a result. And that's why I think it is so uh, interesting and so helpful is because, um, look, I, I have a limited amount of time. I'm busy, right? Yep. So is every grower out there. And this is just going to uh, take that learning curve and, uh, and accelerate it to where uh, they're learning uh, so, so much more quickly. And I think that's what's so exciting about it. For sure. And, and the benefit to that, too, is that you're getting the full functionality and the expertise of what we can provide instantly. You're not there's no like you said, there's no learning curve because you're getting our support. We're telling you everything you need to know. And then along the way, you learn to, to pick cherry pick that data yourself and eventually potentially turn it off, purchase the system and uh, move on with doing managing it yourself. There are growers out there that have hundreds and hundreds of acres that could really benefit from technology. Um, if, if the learning curve is too steep, I could see where they wouldn't wanna jump in. So we've tried to lessen that by literally providing them everything they need right here now. The system's gonna work. We're gonna tell you exactly how we got there and, we're, and you're gonna come along for the ride and eventually learn to paddle the boat. Yeah, and I know it's a huge focus of Jane. And uh, the other thing that they did on this that I, uh, uh, really commend them for is um, if I'm the grower and I'm subscribing to this service, I'm not having to pay for any equipment that goes in the field. I don't have to install it. All that's being provided for me. And uh, ultimately at the end, I also have a uh, money back guarantee that if I'm not happy with the service, I can uh, always um, uh, get my money back. So uh, uh, there's, uh, I, I haven't seen a risk-free deal like that in, in a long time that could benefit me so much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, the inhibitions are, are all gone. Um, yeah. I know we're looking for 10, 10 growers this year. I know we've already have a few that are signed up. So obviously if anybody's interested, you can contact myself, Connor Cunningham, Steven Soros, Jeff Tool, yourself. Uh, there's a thousand avenues to, to get involved with this, but uh, I, I'm excited about it. I really am. I, I think it is, it is gonna be really, really good for the future. Yeah. So again, David, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. It was very interesting uh, to learn about this uh, weather data and how to use it. To our viewers out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. So thank you for, uh, for, for being here for us. 
Uh, remember that you can uh, see all our classes, uh, well over 80 now, that are on the uh, Jane's USA website. Uh, just search trainings, you'll find them there. We're also on Google, Spotify, and um, uh, Apple Podcasts. We take the, take the audio out, and so you can play that as you're driving from job to job or place to place throughout your day. So anyway, thank you again, everybody. And uh, we will see you guys uh, Friday. Corey Broad's going to be back. And uh, he's going to be talking about um, uh, some, uh, some uh, management techniques that uh, you're going to be able to use uh, with your trees. So thanks very much. And we'll see you all Friday. Thanks, David. See ya.